0: comment and share. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V the Grill Economist, and we have with us the man who needs no introduction. It is the voice of reason in a world of chaos, the one and only Harley Schlanger. You can find Harley over at LaRouche LaRoucheOrganization.com, the LaRoucheOrganization.com, as well as the SchillerInstitute.com as well, the SchillerInstitute.com. Go there, check out those websites. There is a plethora of information. Uh, sign up so you are uh, alerted to their conferences, their uh, goings-ons their events that they do uh, right now i mean because of all the global pandemic stuff it is uh, online and there's a and, and apart from that you know folks it, they are doing a lot in order to push humanity to create thought to push humanity to the next level of development which is joint cooperation with joint uh, benefits for all mankind and with that being said harley how are you sir
1: i'm fine v that was well said
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I, I'm known to give, uh, uh, what is it, uh, bombastic, amazing introductions. So <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard standard to live up to, Harley. But
1: usually I write those, so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them the secrets. <laughs> no, look, I think the what we were just talking about before we came on, it, it's important to take a step back for a moment. And realize how far downhill we've gone, not just since the coronavirus, but since the '70s, the '60s. Yeah. You know, we we're. I mean, I was just looking at this. Uh, I did a thing this morning on the so-called inflation question. You have Jerome Powell, who's trying to convince us that the official inflation figures are right, that the inflation is still below two percent, that that's their target. And by God, they're going to keep doing money pumping until they get to that target. Oh, yeah. Now, here are just a couple of figures that I I found that are kind of interesting. Uh, Used car prices are now at an all-time high. And it's partly because not that many new cars are being produced. But according to something called the Mannheim Index, uh, used car prices are up nearly 10% in the last month and 41% since February, 2020. I guess that's not inflation to someone who can just print money. Now, lumber, lumber prices are up 265%. How are you gonna build houses without lumber? Uh, Gasoline is up 182%, corn is up 84%. Uh, And meanwhile, the Fed keeps printing money. They now own over $2 trillion worth of mortgages, They own nearly 20% of all treasuries, and they're going to continue pumping money at $150 billion minimally per month. So it's a little crazy, isn't it?
0: You know, the the craziest thing is, and you know, we're we're, we're talking about these numbers, and we have to remember, folks, they never stopped putting or letting their foot off the pedal since 2008. They haven't stopped buying mortgage-backed securities. They haven't stopped bond buying. They haven't stopped uh, the market uh, stimulations. They haven't stopped any of this. This is insanity. I mean, we're at a debt level unforeseen at any point in human history. We're at a uh, at a situation, Harley, that that it, technically and systemically speaking, it is a thousand times worse than Zimbabwe. And it will be a thousand times worse than Zimbabwe when this whole thing is said and done because there's no answer from the rotted brains that are coming out of our institutions here in the West, Harley.
1: Well, here's something to think about, V. Forget about investing in gold. Invest in plywood futures.
0: Uh, You know, I I was thinking about doing that.
1: Plywood in March 2020, it was about $38 a sheet. Now it's $96 a sheet. Dear That's a 52% price increase in about a year.
0: Yeah, so. it's at, it's adding close to $30,000 to the price of a new home. Yeah. And which course, is already unaffordable for well, the majority you, of people out there.
1: You can still afford it because the stock market is going through the roof. That is if you are lucky enough to own some stocks. But then what happens is you get into a high priced house, the stock market collapses and guess what? The banks come in and foreclose it and you're out of the uh, without a roof over your head and no place to go and no money.
0: But but I pay, I was current on my mortgage payments and they knock on your door and say, "Yeah, you're current on your mortgage payments, but you never touched the principal, so get out." Yeah. <laughs> it's happened before. In 08 it happened before and it's happened a few times after that. It's going to happen again, it's be exponentially worse.
1: This is thanks to financial innovation, and
0: it's you know, a euphemism for, for robbery.
1: For financial innovation, sure, Billy the Kid was pretty good with financial innovation.
0: So was Al Capone. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now then at the same time you have, you know, I've just been writing about the last few weeks the situation of the the absolute insanity of policymakers, uh, and let's just take the State Department for a moment. Take Pompeo and Blinken. They're very different in the way they look, the way they talk, but they're absolutely joined at the hip when it comes to supporting sanctions to kill the Syrian children. Now, this is something that I think Americans should take personally. We have a government which supported and trained al-Qaeda and ISIS terrorists in Syria to try and overthrow the Assad government. For 10 years, we inflicted misery on the Syrian people. Uh, Four to five million refugees, half a million people killed. These are official figures. And so what do we do? At at a certain point, Russia came in, and so Trump made a deal with Russia and and, uh, decided to Work together to destroy ISIS and Al-Qaeda, except in Idlib province where we're letting the Turks protect them. And in the meantime, we're stealing wheat and oil in the northeastern part of Syria. And these sanctions have now put, according to the papal nuncio in, in Syria, Zanari, have put 90% of the Syrian people into extreme poverty, threatened with starvation, threatened with law absolute absence of medicine. And disgusting. I saw this video of Tony Blinken at a, a meeting of State Department officials looking into the camera with the utter look of, of sincerity on his face saying, I think about the children of Syria, and I think about looking into the eyes of my own two young children. And that's why we have to stick with this policy. Oh, so he's saying he wants to starve his children. If I were his children, I'd get the hell out of his house. <sighs>
0: can't stand it i mean stuff like hearing stuff like that just angers me to the core harley it really does i,
1: yeah, I mean guys like Blinken cool. sicken me he's cool there's a video of him playing guitar at uh, former british ambassador kim Darek's house oh wow Darek was attacking trump and, and saying that we need more trump whispers to change the policy when Darek was saying the problem with trump is he won't destroy syria and now you've got a guy in there blinking. Who not only is out to destroy Syria, but plays bass guitar with uh, former Ambassador Darek.
0: You know, it, it just shows to me that these, these uh, idiots who are degreed in law, degreed in humanities studies and social sciences, right? In other words, there are really no experts at managing countries. There are no experts in the geostrategic, the geoeconomic, the geopolitical. They're terrible at it. And yet, they're the most austere they're the most first out the door when it comes to any sort of action that results in cataclysmic or catastrophic loss of life in another country or economic collapse and any sort of and people people don't understand this it's the the gulf war of 91 didn't kill as much civilians as the sanctions did exactly People don't understand that. And the average American doesn't doesn't understand that. I remember I was in a a conference call many, 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 many many years ago with some some very bright people. And the question was asked, what does an economic collapse look like in the United States? And the short answer was 25 million dead in 90 days. Because people don't equate that economic collapse equals loss of
1: life. There's a disconnect there. Well, one person who didn't disconnect it was Madeleine Albright, who, when she was asked, was it worth it that 500,000 Iraqi children under six years old died because of the sanctions? And she said it was a tough decision to make, but it was worth it, meaning that it took that to get rid of uh, Saddam Hussein. And of a course, a barrenless hag. A well, barrenless hag would say something. He like is that. described as the personal mentor of Samantha Power. Who was Obama? Another genius. Yeah. Well, these these are a the gaggle of witches who ought to be stuck in a pot somewhere. And they have
0: no children.
1: None <laughs> of them have any children. Well, Samantha does.
0: Oh, she does. No, that that's a twist. She. Does. Oh, that was from her previous husband before the cast Sunstein, right?
1: No, it's from cast Sunstein. So oh, you can God help us. Kind that's a gene pool that needs have.
0: to be uh, eradicated right there. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, But, you know, you look at the what, what Albright said, and you look at the policy, you look at Blinken, and you have to ask yourself, you know, what, why are the American people so silent? But I'll tell you who's not silent. Uh, did you see Putin's address two days ago to the Russian people?
0: Loved it. The, you mean the – I'm no longer calling him Vladimir Putin. I'm calling him the leader of the free world. That's what I. Refer- yes, I I I saw it. I've heard it. I've I've, I've read some of the synopsis. I, I did not get a chance to sit there for the entire time and uh, listen to it, but but please break that down for the audience, Harley. The leader of the free world, the president of the free world, spoke. Go ahead, Harley.
1: Well, it was a very powerful speech, and he started out by talking about what Russia has to do economically. He said, "Look, we've made some progress, but we've got a long way to go. We're going to work on it." But then he got on into this whole question of what is the Russian policy in the international area. And he said it's to ensure peace and security for the well-being of our citizens. And we're going to continue to defend our country and our interests within the framework of international law. But here's where he starts getting tough. He said at the same time, unfortunately, everyone in the world seems to be used to the practice of politically motivated illegal economic sanctions. And to certain actors' brutal attempts to impose their will on others by force. Today, this practice is degenerating into something even more dangerous. I'm referring to the recently exposed direct interference in Belarus in an attempt to orchestrate a coup d'etat and assassinate the president. He said, This is typical, but even such flagrant actions have not been condemned by the so called collective West. Nobody seemed to notice everybody pretends nothing is happening. In the meantime, what is happening is NATO is conducting the largest maneuvers in over a decade uh, on the door a step of, the, of Russia. The uh, Ukrainian government, which has Nazis in their, in, infused in their security and defense sector, is calling for taking back Crimea. and uh, for destroying the the, uh, resistance in the eastern provinces where you have, uh, well, basically, breakaway republics, and then calling on NATO to ensure that when Ukraine does this and the Russians react, that NATO will come in and save the day. Now, V, you remember, you probably remember this in the 60s and 70s, if, if not from personal experience from reading about it, what was the problem with NATO? The question the Europeans always asked is if the Soviet Union crossed over into Western Europe, yep. would the United States trade New York to save Paris? No. And that's why Charles de Gaulle set up the Fra- Force de Frappe, the independent Fre- French nuclear force, and got out of NATO because he didn't trust the bastards. No, exactly. Now, we're using Ukraine as a puppet. And, and,
0: and we have our uh, Jewish comedian president leading a gaggle of neo-Nazis who's starting to realize that the joke could very well be on him, Harley.
1: Well, I think he's known that for a long time. I mean, the problem Zelensky has is that he's been threatened by people like Padovy, who's the vice chair of the Ukrainian parliament, who is an open Nazi who marches And in the streets of Kiev behind Nazi insignias. Now, you don't think John Kerry knew that when he was bringing them in or Biden knew that? Of course they know it. They don't care. Their intent is to continue the geopolitical division of the world between the looters and the looted. And as long as they have the power to loot, they're going to do it. Now, I think the most important thing, and I've talked about this before on the program, the most important thing for people to realize is that while there are countries talking politely with Biden about climate change, most of those countries are not going to go to net carbon zero because they don't want to kill off their population. The Indian prime minister basically said, we're not going to stop development because Western countries produce too much pollution. We'll try and deal with pollution intelligently, but we're also going to be committed to development. And that's the point Xi Jinping made, and that's the point Putin made. Sovereign nations can't be told by fake scientists with NATO and U.S. military behind them to start starving their people or to, to feed them meatless meat. You know, it doesn't work. And so the Green New Deal is going down. It, it may go down slower than we'd like, but it's not going to work no matter what Greta Thunberg does or the the, the new Mexican. <laughs> Greta Thunberg.
0: You know, she's been in a, It was a, in our previous show. Our, our we had our, our uh, one of our hosts on. His name is Velas. He actually made the point uh, in our previous show right before yours, Harley, that he's she's been in communication with Ted K- Kaczynski, the, the Unabomber.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, but I'll tell you what. I don't think Vladimir Putin and the Russians are scared of Greta Thunberg.
0: No, but the, but, but the Europeans are. The, the Europeans Germans are. are terrified when she shows up.
1: Look, ah, it, is, it is Greta Thunberg. Look who just got nominated to be the chancellor candidate for the Greens in the September. Oh election my God, the- Harley! Oh, Her claim to fame is that she was a teenage trampoline champion. Oh, <gasps> you don't say! And she's a she wants to shut down the Nord Stream pipel- pipeline because she doesn't like Russia, but because she doesn't want fossil fuel coming into Germany.
0: No, because Germany doesn't need fossil fuel. They could they could build they can maintain their industrialized civilization on wind
1: power and solar as long as long as poland and the czech republic have a lot of coal production and austria has hydropower to loan it to germany on days when it's uh below 32 degrees oh yeah it's going to be wonderful
0: i'm sure the uh the car brands i'm sure bmw in munich and uh mercedes and stuttgart and uh uh, Audi and Ingolstadt will, uh, will 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 be able to run their factories, and, and Volkswagen and Wolfsburg they'll 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 be able to run their factories without any sort of problem, Harley.
1: Did you hear about the the funny thing that happened with Volkswagen? They they were going to go big with electric cars, and then they talked to the president of Toyota Motors, who who told them that there's no way this can work because you're not going to be able to recharge the batteries. Uh, the way you need to. Meanwhile, Volkswagen had unleashed a new advertising campaign changing their name to Volts Volkswagen. Yeah. And they had to drop that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Volts as in volt of electricity, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Unbelievable. You know, the the crazy thing is the West is pursuing death. The West is pursuing uh, deindustrialization because the looters, the looters that are in the governments of the West realize that their time is short They need to do all the looting as much as possible. And isn't it so prophetic? This is exactly what Ayn Rand talked about in Atlas Shrugged, Harley. Looters. Looters. and They're looting away. It's unbelievable.
1: Well, the the corporations have always had this tendency. And what they fear, you know, I I did an interview the other day, interestingly, with uh, an Iranian, uh, Iran press service, the main Iranian television station and they said you know does the united states really fear russia and i said what they fear about russia is that russia is opposed to the unilateral order you know they're not afraid russia is not about to invade ukraine unless they're provoked in which case it'll be about a, a 20 minute skirmish but the idea that russia and china could link up with india and South Korea, and if those countries get together, you could throw in Japan, and pretty soon, I'm sure Germany would get into the mix. to yeah, but then
0: the unipolar world just collapses instantaneously.
1: Well, the Anglo-American world will be sitting there with the Queen, you know, at 110 years old, and uh, the the pound being used to burn it for fuel. And what's the dollar going to be? Toilet you know, paper. I'm already sitting here watching my life savings disappear because of the collapse of the dollar compared to the euro. And and the euro is not backed by anything either.
0: It's it's unbelievable what is occurring, Harley. It truly is.
1: Well, the, the thing that we've got to put our faith in is that human beings can be pushed pretty far and can be manipulated and even brainwashed a lot but at a certain point when it comes to the question of are you going to, will, will mothers be able to put food on the table for their kids will people have anything that gives them pride and work that they can do something that's productive that it's at that point that you have a moment to capture people and we're at that point right now and you you look at the congress you know a bigger bunch of bums you know to hear the congress talking about welfare bums you know, it's almost like they're they're doing autobiographical statements. You know, they're the biggest grifters in the country. What was it? Will Rogers said we, we do have a native criminal class in this country? It's the U, it's the US Congress.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how else can you how, how else can a, a lowly bartender who doesn't know Jack Crap eventually become a multimillionaire? How does Nancy Pelosi is worth over a hundred million dollars?
1: Well, Feinstein is close to a billion. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Of course, the thing about Nancy is she's wasting it all on very expensive ice cream. I heard about that. How much does this woman spend on ice cream? She was more proud of the freezer she has to store huge quantities of ice cream.
0: Crazy, man. This is disgusting. This is who... who, who, uh...
1: These are the people who go out and, and lecture real producers about how they're not uh, paying enough in taxes to support the completely wasted money that's going into wars, into uh, fake investments. You know, I, I think the, the reason I started with this inflation question is that you know, we're going to see something we've been watching the collapse of the uh, uh, Bitcoin, the various Bitcoin exchanges the last few days. Yeah. You know, I think that's going to keep going up and down because that's, you know, there's
0: yeah, a, I, I think it's going to go over $100,000 because you have nothing but yield starved Western banks that are uh, that are investing into it. You have yeah. a bunch of yield starved uh, family offices that are investing into it and a handful of institutions that are controlling the price of it. So, yeah, well,
1: they'll it back up. Sure. Of
0: course, they're taking profit. That's why, right? That's why I went from like 63,000, which we, you know, I, I was telegraphing that it will hit there, and now it's below 50. It's about 49,000. It's going to come back up. I i think next week we're going to get back up to 53 and probably close out the week following at 55 and then onward to to 58 and then 60 again. And then the cycle will start eventually get to 100,000. Why? Because yield starved banks. But then you look at Harley, the crypto bros, then the West, the crypto <laughs> bros that are on Twitter saying, Bitcoin is a popular revolt against the banking system. And I have to like fall on the floor laughing. It's not a popular revolt. If you hold Bitcoin, enjoy it. Take profit. You know, um, enjoy enjoy the bubble. Enjoy the bubble. But it, to, to, to blindly claim that it's some sort of a populist revolt against banking is laughable when the majority of the wallets are controlled by the institutions. It's, 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 it's a joke, man. I, I,
1: I don't know if you read a lot, but there's a, a book I've gone back to recently, which is a fascinating book by Thomas Frank, who's sort of a contrarian, uh, the guy who wrote What's the Matter with, Cong- with Kansas. But he has a book from earlier called The Conquest of Cool, and he talks about how Madison Avenue figured out that you could use the idea of hipness to uh, get people to think they're being rebels when they're actually doing exactly what the corporate cartels want them to do. And this is very relevant for our country today because you you look at the people who fancy themselves as as the modern JP Morgans and Andrew Carnegies uh, with their Bitcoin mining operations and things of that sort. And you know, whatever else was there with uh, Andrew Carnegie and these various uh, robber barons, at least there was something that was being produced and moved. Today, you don't have that. It's it's computer uh, transactions. And it can blow up in a second. And the people who think they're so smart riding the wave today, end up drowned tomorrow. And I, I really think that some of the people I mean, we're, are, we're
0: living in an age where you have, you have 13, 14, 16, 17, 18, 20 year old dumb punk kids, you know, creating followers on TikTok, creating followers on Twitter, saying, Follow me, I'm a trading
1: expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have no clue. Yeah. It's
0: crazy, man. This is the world that we're and then,
1: living in. And the, the worst part then is that they're there for the idea that there's still prosperity, there's still something going on in the country. Meanwhile, we're provoking the possibility of wars that could become nuclear wars, because our military are saying that, well, yes, Russia's a malign actor, China's a malign actor, but they're more powerful than they ever were. We might not be able to beat them in a conventional war. In fact, they're saying we can't beat them in a conventional war. Or even nuclear. Do We go to nuclear. That's the insanity.
0: And that's the funny thing. In a nuclear exchange, we lose tremendously as well. I mean, all life on Earth will cease to exist, but at least the uh, the Russians have been, for the last several decades, been practicing civil defense, where the last civil defense we used to do was probably in the 60s and se- early 70s. That's it.
1: So I remember, mm-hmm. like I remember in grade school, the, the basic, in the 50s, you know, is get under your desk, lean over, and then kiss, and kiss your, your ass, ass goodbye. goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> That was our civil defense.
0: That was it. Get under your desk. It's going to protect you from a from a twenty kiloton nuke.
1: <laughs> so we, we've got to get serious really quickly. We've got to get rid of sanctions. These sanctions policies. The we idea need to
0: get rid of Washington D.C.
1: is a is an oxymoron, like military intelligence. <laughs> Good one, Harley. <laughs> We've got to get rid of sanctions. We've got to get rid of the people who think that's a cool way to fight wars. And really, the only solution is the American people have to get educated very quickly. They're they're too far gone. They're too
0: too far
1: dumb. I'm not convinced. I I talk to a lot of people who give me the the usual cynicism. You can't win. You can't fight. And you say to them, okay, what's your option? Oh, I'm storing ammunition and beef jerky. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Viagra. That's it. Just so uh,
0: great in, the, in the great stress and uh, and when I become absolutely stressed out, <laughs> I can pop a blue pill and eat jerky. <laughs>
1: yeah, and maybe, maybe get one of these Japanese sex robots.
0: <laughs> I'll probably malfunction and electrocute the guy in the process. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a way to go, though. What a way to go. No, what a way to go. <laughs> Oh Jesus, man, unreal! <laughs> well, if people who want to get in touch with me and still haven't given up, uh, just send me an email. I've been writing quite a bit recently on this question of sanctions on the Ukraine situation, uh, on on what we have to do with the economy. Uh, just send me an email at harleysch at gmail and I always write back, and I'll give you a link to my blog page, and uh, hopefully you'll find some things there that you like and can use, and and maybe it'll make you a little optimistic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. Harley Schlanger, the man, the legend himself is here again, folks, check out his work over at the Schiller Institute.com and LarouchePackOrganization.com. organization.com, the LarouchePackOrganization.com. organization.com. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Make sure you subscribe to what they're doing, get your email in their register. So you are kept abreast as to what is going on and all the events that they do. And they do a lot of events. They got a lot of top notch speakers. Their seminars are some of the best in the world, if not the best, in my opinion. Get yourself a global outlook. Get out of the binary thinking that the U.S. politics um, and U.S. media um, you know, shackles us to. So, Broadening Horizons, LaRouche, the LaRouche Organization.com, Schiller Institute.com. Thank you,
1: Harley. See you next week. Have a good one. CJ, take it away.